You're tuning in to The Queen of Results, Proclamation of Persistence, Episode 19. Today's guest is all about giving us the steps to painting the picture of our own success in creating the business and life that we absolutely desire. Stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Queen of Results Proclamation of Persistence. My name is Erica Kastner, and I'm the host, but also the founder of Queen of Results Business Coaching and Consulting, helping busy professionals truly become unstoppable in all areas of their life and career. Now, we have an amazing show for you today, and before I get into introducing our amazing guest, let me ask you. Do you find it challenging to envision your path to success? And do you feel like you have to get on a different path in order to find it, but you're really not for sure where to go or even what to do? Well, today's guest is going to share a little insight on how he was able to transform his business to ultimately create the life that he absolutely desires. Ed Kastner is an assistant vice president and personal lines insurance agent for BB&T Insurance Services. He focuses on high net worth, celebrity, and professional athlete clients. His background includes business development, manufacturing management, and even work as a bench chemist. Ed's key to success is personal development and always trying to get better each and every day. Now, if the last name sounds familiar, your ears are not playing tricks on you. Ed is actually not only my favorite insurance agent, but he's also my favorite leading guy, my husband, my rock, my major transformation partner in crime. I'm so happy to bring you on the show today, Ed. Welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I, I have to admit something. Um, I was actually a little, like, a little... Um, nervous about doing this interview because, you know, we have such a close connection and, you know, usually times I, I do have a close connection with our guests. I've ran into them at networking events and some other things, um, but you and I have a very strong connection, um, but interestingly enough, we met at a networking event, what, eight years ago or so, and, and uh, so the power of networking is definitely awesome because you could potentially meet your partner in crime or your spouse. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. You never know what's going to happen at those events. <laughs> but in all seriousness, because I'm sure that our audience would really love to know um, what it is that you've done in your insurance business. You've been doing that for quite some time now. But about a year or so ago, you shifted focus. I mean, you were actually known in our local community as an insurance agent that would really speak to anybody in the personal lines world. Um, but about a, about a year ago, you decided that that focus was going to need a little bit of tweak. So why don't you share with our audience what happened about a year or so ago for you? Absolutely. Thank you. Um, about approximately a year ago, um, I had a day at the office where I had gone in, and it was a typical Monday, which I know means an awful lot of phone calls because everybody has a tendency to read their policies over the weekend, it seems, and then call their agent on Monday. Well, while I was at the office, 
that day, I answered the phones nonstop, didn't take a lunch, and still ended the day with 37 voicemails that I cannot get to. And that was really the tipping point for me because then I said, you know, uh, I'm doing a service to my clients, but I'm doing a disservice to myself. Um, having as many clients, and I've been blessed to have as many clients as I have, as I do have currently, but to really get that quality of life where work's awesome, home life's awesome, and I have it's on my time, then I realized I had to make a shift. And I had to make a shift that could be very scary to a lot of people into that high net worth celebrity and professional athlete arena, dealing with the elite client. And instead of having 2,000 clients, you know, working to have 500 uh, very, very good clients and provide that level of service that, you know, that they did demand it, to be honest with you. Well, and, and I think that, like, you know, it's interesting that you, um, you know, went from, you know, one extreme to almost like a, a totally different extreme where you're, you know, thinking about, okay, I want to, the service aspect is really important to me. So how do I maintain a level of service when I've got thousands of clients as opposed to focusing on a small niche and really delivering service? I mean, how... How much of a, a mental shift had to go on in your brain in order for that to, to happen? Well, from a service side, not as big of a shift as possible because we all, I mean, I know myself, I can't say everybody, but most people want to provide great service. There's normally something holding them back, whether it's vol sheer volume or their process or their mentality. But in this case, the, the, the big fear was, or the big shift wasn't in, the current business and in the service, it was in the new business. So instead of looking at it as far as, oh, wait, what did I write this week? Or how many policies or how many clients did I help this week? It's really looking at it on a global scale going, there's going to be, you know, slow weeks. There might be slow months, but then there's going to be gigantic weeks and gigantic months or quarters. And to really think of it on, again, way differently than, that day-to-day -day basis. Now it's thinking about it. Okay, let me help these elite clients more like a commercial lines producer because they spend a lot of time, you know, building that relationship. And it's a in most cases it's a much larger deal, but it takes a lot longer to come to fruition. And to really have that confidence that, you know what, I don't, I can't worry about that month to month or that week to week. It's the end of the year that really matters. And that mental shift was. It took some time to be honest with you. I mean, there was. There are times where I was like, you know, is this the right thing? And could I jump back very quickly? And obviously I could, but it, it was, it, it was too, it meant too much for me not to keep persevering and not jump back to that standard day-to-day, -day, um, you know, mentality. Well, and I think that, you know, there's a lot of people on this uh, that are listening to this podcast today and they're probably wondering, okay, you know, I want to try something new or I want to redirect my focus when it comes to um, taking my business to the next level, but then they're fearful that they're going to lose their existing client base because they don't fit into that box. What piece of advice would you give that person that might be thinking that right now? You probably, you might lose some. Um, and you got to be okay with it because you have to make room. Uh, and I know in my case, I, I did lose some clients and I had to be okay with it. And I had to sit there and say, you know what, I have, to, I got to go through this transition and I'm going to lose some clients I don't want to lose. Uh, but I got to make room for, you know, 
the client that I that, that I'm now focusing on. So it's going to happen, and you got to be okay with it, and it's going to be hard, and it, you're going to question yourself. But it, you know, when you sit there and say, however, if I'm making room and I'm losing some clients, but I'm gaining some of the good ones, and those or not that the other ones were bad, but I'm gaining the clientele that I want. Is it worth it? And yes, it is. And you got to push through it because those are the times when most people quit and just go back to what they were doing, which is why if it was really easy to shift, everybody would be shifting their business towards, you know, uh, growing it faster or better or whatever, but it's not that easy to do. So my, my recommendation, just keep pushing. When you question yourself, that's a good thing. And, and when it gets hard, that's a better thing. Cause what it does is it separates, you know, the contenders from the pretenders, as, as I always say, and I, it's a, it's a good thing. Embrace that challenge, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, we had a, we had a conversation about this several weeks ago, you know, thinking about, you know, taking things personally, you know, and I think that, um, you know, just watching your transformation over this past year, you know, thinking that, okay, hey, you know, I'm not necessarily um, getting in front of the right people to talk to, to, to really let this level of my business take off and launch the way it needs to. And sometimes we can look at ourselves and say, gosh, what are we doing to, to screw this up? <laughs> you know, what are we doing, you know, and really internalizing and taking it almost as if it's, it's a personal attack on our character and our integrity. But, you know, how, how did you persevere through that? You know, because I imagine there was this internal struggle that was going on at some point thinking, okay, if I can't get an appointment with this agent or I can't do this, um, it must be something that I'm doing. So what made you finally get to the point where you were thinking, okay, it's really about them and it's not necessarily anything I'm doing wrong? Well, I mean, that's through a, a lot of personal work. I mean, you know, especially when you're in the, in the sales arena, let's face it, you're going to get a lot of no's. Um, and actually I made a joke the other day at a, at a presentation I was doing, you know, when you first try something new, you're going to get a lot of no's. And I, as, as, as I said, at that point, look at when you first start dating, I can tell you when I first started dating, I got a lot of no's. Um, and I did take it personally. And then you get into sales and you yet you do it again. And then you got to get to a point where you realize they're not saying no to you. They might be saying no to your product. They might be saying not now to you and not now to your product. And the biggest key is, is to have belief in yourself that says, you know what? It's okay. I don't take anything personally. How others judge me is a reflection of them. And if they, you know, if they don't want you know, to talk insurance right now, hey, that's fine. But it also helps when I look at it differently. Not only I want that person's business. And the biggest shift that, that occurred is, A, not taking things personally, then looking at it from how can I help them? How can I be of service? And when you go in with a service mentality, I'm going to be honest with you, it always works. How can I help you? Um, I just talked to a gentleman who used to play professional basketball about three weeks ago, and he, I talked to him three weeks ago, and he said, hey, Ed, so, so what's, your, what's your deal? What do you want? And I'm like, well, here." I'm not looking for anything, to be honest with you. I said, you had brought up a few things the first time that we had chatted, and I wanted to see how I could be of service. And he's like, okay, but what do you want? I said, that's all. I just want to see if I could be of service. I said, eventually we can talk insurance and stuff like that. But I thought through your conversation, I might be able to help you, which is why I wanted to follow up with you and talk to you now. And what a change of 
you know, mentality that is for most people because he was thrown aback something fierce because he didn't realize, hey, wait, most of the time people come after me, they have an ulterior motive and what's in it for them. Mm-hmm. If you take yourself out of it, then you really don't, then you can't take anything personally because again, you're of service. Okay, how can I help you? Oh, I can't help you today? Okay, well, maybe I can help you down the road. And it's totally different from, hey, I want to sell you this. Oh, you don't want what I want to offer you? Oh, then what's wrong with me? And that, that mentality shift of service versus, you know, what's in it for me has been tremendous in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was actually um, interviewing Jer- Jennifer Gilmore uh, a couple weeks back, and her and I were talking about the what's in it for me aspect of it. And, um, you know, we were thinking about um, other people, you know, because let's face it, we as humans, <laughs> it's human nature to say, okay, you know, what's in it for me? And constantly thinking that, not like necessarily at a conscious level, but really being tuned into it from a, you know, a, a subconscious you know, idea. And so, you know, really just putting that back onto the other person, it really does speak to that what's in it for me, but on their end. And it lets, let that other person know that you're not really just after, you're not chasing dollars, you're chasing impact at that point. And uh, I think that that's what's really, you know, especially unique about what you do for people, because after all, it is truly about, you know, figuring out ways to um, help serve and, and help find out what you can do to put them on the path to success. And ultimately that success does follow, right? Absolutely. It does. Yep. You, it normally tenfold. Now looking back, you know, in this past year, because this has been quite a year for both of us, but, you know, looking back personally, what was the biggest lesson that you learned that could potentially um, help others that might be facing that same situation in, you know, something that you did in, in, in the past or in this past year, especially, um, that could move people forward? There, there's probably four or five. I'm going to try to narrow it down to probably two or three, to be honest with you. One, be of service. Take yourself out of the equation. That is huge. Not taking things personally, being of service. Uh, one of the biggest things you can do for yourself personally and for your business. Um, the second one is getting that negative self-talk out of your head. I mean, I've always been pretty um, confident in myself, but yet I would still have the um, habit of being confident in myself, but raising everybody else a little bit above me. And that that wasn't serving myself at all either. So I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this. Oh, but you know, they might be doing it better than I can. You need to get rid of that. Um, And I, and it it really does help because then when you do have moments where things aren't going your way, it really does help because if you're not, if you're, if you are elevating everybody a little bit, it's going to, it's going to hurt when you have moments of self-doubt. So that one solving that one was big. Um, again, the, the service, um, attitude, uh, being of service. And then the third one is picturing myself in success already. And that's so tremendous. Because I mean, what we think we create and that, you know, that whole manifestation thing. And I'm a huge believer in this because, I mean, let's face it, what you, what you put in your head and what you produce and what you do on a daily basis does help come to fruition. And if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it, you're not going to make it. So when you can see yourself in success and spending time every single day visualizing it, about five minutes. Every day at some point in time, 
just picture yourself, you know, for me, it's the house in the mountains overlooking, you know, you know the mountain range, you know, a glass of wine and just sitting there going, yes. Or, you know, we, you know, Erica, you and I have talked about it, you know, traveling and working while you're traveling, mixing business and pleasure together and seeing the world. I mean, when you, when you sit there and picture yourself in those moments, you know what? I could really do this. And then all of a sudden, you never know when it's going to happen. That moment's going to arrive, and you're going to go, holy cow. You know what? I have, I've already pictured this in my mind, and now it just came to fruition. So I would say visualize your success, stop any negative self-talk, and then be of service. You, if you can do those three things, holy cow, it'll, it'll totally change everything about your life. Yeah, and you know, I want to touch on you know the visual, visualization aspect of what you just mentioned. You know, because I think with that, um, and and you could probably attest to this as well too. But that power of writing, power of putting a pen to the paper, is really something that's uh, actually a very huge part of the process. Because I think that we can get in our minds and not let those thoughts, you know, really escape and come, you know, come play in, in our own existence. So it's just a matter of taking that, the, what you visualize and then putting it into um, a journal or into a notebook and saying, you know, hey, I, you know, I commit to this process. I see it coming to fruition, but I commit to the process and these are the action steps I'm going to, to do to move forward. But would you agree with that? Absolutely. And even if it's, you know, and I'm not a huge writer, as you well know, but, you know, I utilize apps on my phone to do exactly that to where I can make it extremely brief. But yet the point is there. Um, And you talk about goal sheets. Goal sheets are huge. And if you're worried about being, you know, about growing your business and stuff. And one of the things that I did and it's really helped is when you set a goal of, let's say, the number of clients that you want to pick up, let's say, for the month. Instead of saying, I want to get X number of clients, why don't you say, I want to help X number of people obtain whatever service or product that you're offering? Mm. And whether it's through you or through somebody else, help them get what they need. Most of the time, if, if, if you're good and lucky and, and you know, diligent, most of the time it'll be through you, but it doesn't always have to be. And th- that'd be of service. But yeah, absolutely. You got to write stuff down, you know, or put it in your phone because I'm a phone guy and I can touch keys on much faster than I can write. So, but yes, mm-hmm. definitely get that into some sort of ink. Uh, will really help you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So now, you know, we didn't necessarily make this transformation on our own. So what are some other tools that attributed to your own personal tra- or professional transformation, especially in this last year? Well, I mean, uh, I got involved in the different programs. I mean, you know, we worked with a coach, um, actually not together, thank goodness, but we worked, <laughs> we worked separately. Um, and I had my own coach and it was, you know, somebody to sit there and say, Ed, let me help you get out of your own way. And everybody could say, I don't need a coach. I don't need a coach. I don't need a coach. I'm going to tell you, most of those people have never, ever had a coach um, because the coach is so valuable. If you think about growing up, whether it's sports, um, you know, uh, youngest daughter going through dance, there's coaches, Michael Jordan, five coaches, you know, everybody, everybody who's super successful has a coach. Mark Cuban um, actually has, I know four coaches and Donald Trump last time I checked had seven coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're that successful in coaches work, 
I'm a huge advocate because that's when, I mean, a lot of things started changing, not only for myself, but for us once, you know, each of us got a coach and we had an accountability partner and we had those things where we could step back for a brief period of time. And guess what? We actually get to focus on us for a change during those coaching sessions. I mean, I'm, I'm a busy professional, just like the rest of you guys out there in America and, and the world for that matter. Cause I know you have some people from overseas who listen into the uh, proclamation of persistence. How busy are we to where we can't even take, you know, let's say an hour a week or an hour every two weeks to work on ourselves, to sit down and actually talk to a coach and make some changes and then spend some time in the evening. So making myself a priority really helped make everybody else in my life a priority too, because I became better and then my relationships and my business became better. So yeah, I would say, you know, handing it off to somebody else to help me and being able to say, I need help. And mm-hmm. it's been, it's been huge. Fantastic. Yeah. And you know, that power of, of having somebody outside of your, um, your circle of peeps, you know, so you wouldn't want to necessarily have your spouse or your best friend or um, anybody that tells you, you love them <laughs> because uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, you know, when the going gets tough, it, it, it can get really, um, I, I know I find myself in that same situation, you know, if I'm like, okay, if you're, um, not necessarily in a place where you want to do something. I just go ahead and accept that, you know, and, and, and you know, here we are, we're both, you know, people that have coaches and um, programs that we can refer to and other resources to take our business to the next level. But let's face it, we're humans too. We still get it fall into, you know, procrastination mode. So having somebody like that is not necessarily your best bet when it comes to having a true accountability partner. Um, but it is very helpful that those you know, especially spouses, um, are going through the process together of professional and personal development. I cannot imagine couples that, you know, one partner is going through this experience and the other one is just kind of going through the motions. I can't even imagine that. So (laughs) no way, no way. I mean, I, you talk about again, marriage and, 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 and a partnership like that as you continue to, if one person is growing and the other one isn't, I mean, let's face it, you talk about growing apart, that's like putting it on jet fuel. I mean, because once you start feeling empowered and you, and you do start growing, I mean, I know in our case, we both feed off of it. And we revert back to some of our old traits, you know, old habits sometimes. But having that where you're constantly, you know, getting back into that, you know, energy, whether it's through, you know, conferences or books or, you know, podcasts, are fantastic because you get to do that while you're driving and stuff. I mean, if you're not in that energy of growing and one person is all the time and the other one isn't, uh, that's not going to work. I mean, that's, that's almost as bad as, you know, the, the partners trying to coach each other, which, I mean, that's like just, you know, throwing some C4 and TNT and dynamite and nitroglycerin <laughs> all together and letting it explode because that, that could get ugly. I wouldn't want to be in a tri-county area when that happens. Mm-mm, no. So, um, you know, I think that yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that, um, again, you know, it's just a matter of um, working together harmoniously. And obviously there's, you know, two separate, in our cases, there's there's two separate um, personal growth journeys that are going on, but we're at least on a similar path. And uh, that's what it's all about. You know, when, when couples do get into that situation, you know, it is about the journey together. They can be totally separate, but um, they're still at least on the same path and, and working towards, you know, some similar goals. So, Absolutely. 
so what do you think would be the, you know, the, the thing that you'd want our audience to take away from this interview this week and move forward? What would be maybe a little action step they could do this week to get them on the right track to getting out of their own way? Um, I, I'd be honest with you. The first thing I would do is make a list of what you want to set, set a, a, a three goals that you want to accomplish in the next month. And then honestly figure out and put those to service. And when I say service, again, you know, hey, how many people can I help? And verbiage is critical. How many people can I help obtain whatever it is that, that, that you offer, they need, or whatever? You know, um, you know, Erica, in your case, maybe it might be, you know, let me help three people, you know, overcome, overcome um, their fear of failure or, or overcome, you know, taking things too personally. And, again, whether you do it or you do it through somebody else, it's about being of service. Um, and I think that, you know, we didn't touch on it and it, it keeps popping in my head as, as we're going through the, through this interview is that fear of failure and failure is when you, something doesn't go your way and you quit. That's failure, by the way, um, to your audience out there. The biggest thing is, is the fear, you know, not everything is going to work out. So sometimes I, you know, for fun, I'll put up on, on, on my, my goal sheet, you know, get 30 no's. And you make a game out of it to where, you know what, I, I have to go through a lot of no's to get to a lot of yeses. It's just the way it works. Again, you go, I mean, talk about dating. It's the exact same thing, you know. But to go out there and say, hey, by the way, you know, I want 30 no's. And if you change it into the game and sit there and say, let me put myself out there. Now, just don't call up people and just say, hey, by the way, do you want my product? No. Okay, great. There's a no. But realistically, embrace the fact that there's going to be no's. Because the harder it is, the more worthwhile it's going to be. And again, I say, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. So one of the things is make your goal sheets and then put service to it and then sit there and say, you know what, but I'm probably not, it's not. Um, it's not going to work 100% of the time and embrace the fact that it's not going to work 100% of the time because if it worked 51% of the time, guess what? That 1% could make you literally millions upon millions of dollars because you're bright more than you're wrong and you're doing things better than what you were before more than you weren't. So that 1% from 50-50 to 49-51, huge difference. So that's, that would be the one thing I'd tell everybody to take away, or maybe a couple things in there. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, you over you overachiever, you. So I, I, I didn't expect anything less. You know, of course, when I asked that question, I knew it was probably going to be a couple. Um, I think that was maybe four wrapped up in there. So I, I stopped counting. But anyway, I, I, well, I get can't... excited. I mean, I'm sorry. I just get excited <laughs> because it's such a, I mean, when you've experienced it, and now when I get to look back on it, it's... Uh, I'm amazed. I mean, truly amazed. I get excited about it. I'm excited for all your listeners out there because they can do it too. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. Well, and it's amazing, you know, how I think people out there, you know, can sometimes scratch their head and they think, okay, well, if I commit to a coach or if I commit to maybe reading some additional, 
you know, resources or go commit into a program that's going to put me in front of more business owners, you know, let's say you know, like some sort of mastermind group, you know, there's, there's a lot of time and there's a dollar investment that goes with that. But here's the thing, folks, it's an investment. It's not necessarily you're just throwing money out the window. Um, these are things that are investing back into your development and pushing you forward. Um, I know what I've spent on my own professional development in the last two years, and I could attest to this. We won't reveal that, but <laughs> if you want to know, you could certainly ask me after the podcast and I could tell you. But, you know, the thing is, I would gladly spend 10 times that amount because I know that the value that's associated with putting that level of investment back into myself, back into my career, even back into my marriage has really changed things dramatically in the last two years. And um, I couldn't be prouder of the journey that we've both been on together and what you've accomplished in such a short amount of time. And I think people out there, if they just realize that they really put themselves in that situation and they focused on something in a short amount of time, believe it or not, it would get them, you know, so much further in the process and make them feel like that they've accomplished a lot. And, in, uh, in a long time, but really it's, it's accomplishing quite a bit in a short amount of time, which is pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree awesome. more. Awesome. Well, Ed, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know that uh, we have the luxury of talking, you know, quite a bit, um, but I thought it would be fun today to share with our audience a little from your expertise in, in, in creating the business and life that you absolutely desire. You've done an amazing job and um, I love you to pieces and I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today and, and chat with our audience. So thank you. Well, I'm just super excited you had me on the show. Not only am I a fan, but a listener. So now I get to actually be on the show. I'm super stoked. Can't wait to, to listen to myself now. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Okay. So what was the most impactful piece of information you took away from that interview with Ed? I know, believe it or not, even though I'm in that energy all the time, there was actually a few things that I took away from it as well. I'm going to be sharing those tips on the Facebook page. So go hop on over to the Queen of Results Facebook page right now. You can simply just find it Facebook at the Queen of Results and you'll be able to leave your feedback on that page. Chances are, if you felt that it was impactful, there are other people that are in the same boat and I'm sure that you guys could work together to create an awesome plan to start creating the business and life that you absolutely desire. I know Ed talked a lot about giving service first in your industry. So if you're stuck, if you're not really for sure where you want to go with the service aspect. Maybe there's a community project that you would like to get involved with, or maybe it's just as simple as knowing the right questions to ask busy professionals in order to find out what they need help with. If you need suggestions, email me at erica at thequeenofresults.com. I would love to be able to give you suggestions on how you could begin that conversation around putting service first instead of sales first. It's all about chasing impact, not necessarily chasing dollar. We're all here to support each other. And that service element is so critical in terms of getting everything that we want because if we're serving others first, we're ultimately going to get what we also desire in the process. 
Okay, so I have a teeny tiny ask, and that's simply to go to iTunes and check out Proclamation of Persistence. Subscribe today. Go there. Give me a rating, please. I love your feedback. I would love to hear topic opportunities that you guys might think would be good topics for future shows. That really helps me know that I'm on the right track to serving my audience better. So if you could give me that feedback, and of course, subscribe to the podcast. It is totally free. Simply go to iTunes and subscribe to the Proclamation of Persistence. And remember, you're never alone in the Queen of Results world. We have tons of resources at our little fingertips to impact you, move you forward in the right direction to creating the business and life that you desire. Go check us out at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course, don't forget to subscribe to the Proclamation of Persistence podcast. Until next time, America Kastner, take care.